Hello, and welcome back to the Barbecue and Terry podcast. This is uh, the College Basketball Podcast with Sam and Austin. What's up, Austin? Oh, man. It's it's going, man. It's going. Very excited about this Kansas win. We're going to talk about all these games. That's what we're going to do today. Oh, yeah. Kansas won. That's a shocker this year. Um, but moving on, I think we're going to go pretty swiftly on into just a quick top 25 as it came out yesterday as we're recording this. Um Sitting at number one, no shock. Gonzaga, still number one. They're the best team in the country by far. Baylor, number two. Second best team in the country by far. Clearly the two best teams, too. Something to, something to state that is somewhat noteworthy. A, a voter changed their first place vote from Gonzaga to Baylor. Oh, my. Yes. It went from 56 to 7 to 55 to 8. Yeah. Yep, they, they're getting closer. They're Someone getting closer. Well, <laughs> uh, Gonzaga did just beat BYU by like eleven or something. Um, it's just nothing. Look, nothing crazy. And you said Baylor's gonna be on pause now for a while too. Yeah, Baylor um, having some COVID issues, and they have now been forced to postpone five games: TCU, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, West Virginia twice. Uh, very relevant for them. Uh, it's going to be difficult to reschedule those games with the few remaining time throughout the season. That's crazy because at Oklahoma was the game I had them losing. Yeah, I do remember that. And at West Virginia was like the second game that I was like, ooh, maybe this is going to be tight now. Both of them are postponed. Maybe they'll play them. Who knows? You know what? I got some confidence uh, for the Baylor Bears after this week. After I saw them win at Texas, you know, I have more confidence that they would beat Oklahoma in West Virginia. Yeah, that was a big-time win. That really was a big-time win for them. Coming in at number three, moved up a spot, Michigan. Uh, They've been some yeah, we're gonna hit, games, too. Yeah. yeah, Michigan, they're coming off soon, I believe. Maybe in a week or so. Yeah, they're playing the 14th at Wisconsin. That's so, over the weekend. Off, off of COVID protocol. Yeah, so it's about time they get back. Although, I don't think they're better than number four, Ohio State. I think Ohio State is fantastic. If you pull up Ohio State's last couple games, Austin, can you please tell us how they've been doing? Because it has been flames. Uh, short win at Maryland, uh, only an eight-point margin there. But then at Iowa. At uh, Maryland, though, right? At Maryland. It's on yeah. the road. At any Maryland. any road conference wins a good win. Yeah, that's five straight games for them. And, I mean, it's a lot of good teams. They killed uh, Iowa. Yeah, and Wisconsin. Yeah, so. Both of those on the road. I think they're really good. Well, I guess we'll find CJ out Liddell which is in a couple weeks, which uh, Ohio State uh, and Michigan play pretty soon here, so we'll find that Do out. Do they? Yeah. yeah, that's going to be a big game. You know, that'll be on our pick six game. Yes, That's sir. for sure. Um, just two big-time programs right now playing big-time ball in the Big Ten. A lot of big. All right, number five, Villanova. Fell two spots. They should have fell more. They lost to St. John's, who, yeah, been playing better, but come on. Villanova doesn't lose to St. John's. I can't believe they're five. Personally, I think Illinois is better. So, Illinois at six should be number five, in my opinion. I don't like that Villanova only fell two spots. Punish them. They were never even in the game. Punish them, and they, they didn't. So, it's upsetting, but... Yeah, I have to agree with you there. When you look at the games that Illinois has played, and specifically the games they've lost... It's to all quality programs. I think the worst one being to Maryland, only a three-point margin. But then they have losses to Ohio State, Rutgers, Missouri, and Baylor. I think you have to like give some more respect to Illinois just in the fact that they've played more games and they've seen more experience than Villanova. Yeah, they, they've played a really good uh, non-con schedule, and I think that's helped out, especially going into the Big Ten, which is the best conference. It's just crazy. 
They've moved up from 12 last week, so they are getting a little bit more respect, but I think they should have been better than Nova on this ranking. Um, seventh is Texas Tech, who who did they play this week, Austin? Oh, Oklahoma. It was a big win over Oklahoma. Yeah, they won by five, right? They, they or six. By five. Was it five? five? Yeah, we had that in our pick'em game. It was plus seven and a half. That was a good game. That was on Monday. That's why it was a whole week ago now. But uh, oh yeah, so but there was there was no postponements for Texas Tech. I guess they just had a uh, just had some time off. You know, they didn't play over the weekend. They played Kansas State. That's it. They just uh, they had one game this week. So they didn't play over the weekend. No. <laughs> if you played Kansas State, <laughs> you just walked in with your walk-ons and you can beat that team right Most now. Most the game that should have been only eleven point game. Yeah, they must have just played their walk-ons. <laughs> Obviously, we know they didn't. It, Nobody gets up for a K-State game right now, except Texas A&M, apparently. Um, number eight, Houston, who, if I'm not correct, they lost, right? They lost to Eastern Carolina, the Pirates. Yeah, who they were crushing teams, just, I mean, like by like 25-plus, and then just lose to East Carolina out of nowhere. East Carolina's not the worst team, but they're a middle-of-the-pack American team and the Americans not even that great. No, they're they're not even middle of the pack. They are two and eight in the conference. Oh my, they're that bad. Yeah, that's a bad loss. But Shit, they came yeah, that's out horrible. Play Lady at the Lake and they beat them 112 to 46. Oh, good to know that they could beat Lady at the Lake. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I hope they paid Lady at the Lake good good amount because that's the only reason they play that game. <laughs> but that, it's a bad week for Houston overall. I can't believe they even scheduled Lady at the Lake. I mean. They must have had a COVID cancellation over the weekend. Just tried to get a game in. Um, number nine, Virginia. Number nine and ten, Virginia and Missouri. Both teams moved up. Missouri had a good week. They beat Bama. A very impressive win over the weekend. And um, Yeah, that one was shocking. I think we both had Alabama winning this game. Absolutely. Uh, didn't seem like a good matchup for Missouri. Alabama, a team that likes to shoot the three. They really just couldn't get it going that game. And they they really Bama really spreads the ball out. And I thought against Missouri that you would be you can do that. You get Tillman out on the perimeter. But no, I mean, I it was crazy. They just used Tillman on the other side, and they exploited Alabama's weaknesses. And Alabama was sloppy a lot of the game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Conzo. I don't know what Conzo Martin was doing, not calling timeouts at the end of that game. He just let Alabama come way back, and it shouldn't have even been a three-point game. It should have been a lot more. Conzo uh, just called a couple times out, timeouts, and get your team fucking together. Like even though you might have a veteran team, they need to be rallied sometimes. And <laughs> when the other team's on a thirty-something more run, it wasn't thirty, but it was about it was like thirty to seven or something like that. You got you got to call timeout. This is what you got to do. So yeah, Alabama coming back there at the end, almost tied it up for overtime, but missed the three at the very end, 68-65. Not a very relevant game for the SEC. Alabama still nine and one. Excuse me, ten and one. The conference, Missouri, is second three place losses, six right? And three. Yeah. So Alabama still looking to run away with it. Yeah, I guess you for Missouri, you have to win that game to give yourself a chance. But let's be realistic here. Yeah, you need it's, Bama to drop two games, and I'm looking at their conference right now. Nothing too serious for them. Maybe at Arkansas they drop. That's the only one I can see possibly dropping. Yeah, and I don't see them dropping that. They they play the same kind of basketball, and Bama's just the better team. But Bama's 11. I mean, we were talking about Bama. Bama's 11. We just spoke all about them a lot. So we'll just move on to 12, Oklahoma, and 13. Well, let's hit all three of these Big 12 teams here. 
12, 13, 14, Oklahoma, Texas, West Virginia. Um, I personally think Texas is probably the best team of these three. Uh, I know Oklahoma had all those top ten wins a week, week and a half, two weeks ago, and stuff like that. But I don't think they're a better team than Texas. And I, I just disagree with Oklahoma and Texas here. I think they should switch. I, I'm going to disagree with you here. Um, so Texas, first of all, is coming off a three-game losing streak. Uh, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Oklahoma. Um, so that puts Texas at 5-4 and four in the conference. Now, this is an interesting way of stacking these three teams. All right, so you got Oklahoma ahead of Texas and then ahead of West Virginia. Now, West Virginia has three losses in the conference. Oklahoma has four and Texas has four. So putting West Virginia last doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, uh, especially after their good win against Kansas. Um, good Texas, win, yeah. Texas o- okay is struggling win. down the ropes here. Their last five games... Since their COVID shutdown. Yeah, but their last five struggling. games, they've only beaten K-State. The rest of them have been losses. I think you punish Texas for slipping a little bit, and then maybe when they show signs of recovery, you put them back up. You know, you kind of convinced me there, especially uh, the fact that Oklahoma has a win on them head to head. I really can't sit here and say I should disagree with that. So it was I'm gonna read. It was a one point game. I know. It wasn't at Texas. I remember watching it now. It's just I can't. I can't. I have to recant that though because they did beat them and they did beat them fairly recently. So it's like I ha- I have to stand that Oklahoma is the better team right now in Texas. So I have to recant my argument. And I agree, West Virginia is not bad. I definitely think they're not as good as these two, but only three conference losses. In a pretty decent Big 12 this year, um, probably the second-best conference. I mean, unless we're not calling the SEC the second-best conference, even though they beat them. But probably the second-best conference. So, it's, I mean, they're impressive. And especially after Sheboy lost, the con- I thought maybe they'd lose control, but they've really only gotten better since then. So I'm excited to see West Virginia moving forward. Number 15 is Iowa. Iowa, who lost lost this week. Yeah, another rough patch for this team uh, at Iowa or at Indiana, excuse me, and at or versus Ohio State. Hasn't been good for them. Been uh, a little tumbling a little while. That's what happens in the Big Ten sometimes. You can just hit a week where you have to play Indiana and Ohio State, and then if you lose the one that you're not supposed to, the Indiana one, and then you have to go face a team, Ohio State, who I think ended up being, well, I think they were five-and-a-half-point dogs, Ohio State was, and won outright because it was at Iowa. But that was a bad line, I thought. They thought Iowa was in a good spot, a bounce-back spot after losing to Indiana. Well, the games happened, uh, Ohio, Indiana, they lost to Indiana twice, but uh, it was Ohio State-Indiana in it that was, order. Okay, who'd they play before Ohio State? Michigan State. And they beat Michigan State. And who'd they play? And then they lost? To Illinois, and then they lost. Okay. Before that, they lost to Indiana again. Yeah. Well, we, we know that Michigan State games don't really matter much this year, which is crazy to say. And we'll have more on that later. But they clearly thought it was a good spot returning home and just didn't work out. I don't know why Ohio State, who's now fourth in the country, was plus five and a half even, what, just about a week? I mean, not even a week ago. About a week ago, I would say. But uh, yeah, never, about a week ago. Not, I haven't been a big fan, uh, on a side note, of some of these lines when two ranked teams play each other. Uh, a good example of this was last week we talked about Oklahoma, Texas Tech. And what was Oklahoma uh, minus seven and a half? And yeah. I spoke about plus. Uh, yeah, right. Plus seven and a half. 
which is ridiculous coming off a massive uh, It's win the streak. spot. So, like, when I say something about the spot, that's, that was a full spot game. Oklahoma, two days before, just beat Bama. And then that was their third top ten win in a row, I think, if I remember right. correctly. And a couple of their players were out. But those, those same players yeah. were out versus Bama, and they did yes. fine. It's just, uh, obviously, the number was, oh, it was close. I mean, they, won by, they lost by five. So it was a close number. But, I, I mean, it was a full-on spot number. And it was the same situation for the Iowa-Ohio State game. And it just, sometimes, I mean, you, the books kind of bet on the number being wrong. So they, it's like a sucker bet kind of. They want you to take that that dog, and then obviously in these two situations it didn't work out for them. But books are are books for a reason. Usually it does. On to uh, the best team in the top twenty-five, uh, Tennessee. My Volunteers. We went ahead and lost at Ole Miss this week, which was not a good loss. I know it's a road game, but we should have won. We we handled them in the first half and couldn't make any shots in the second half. Then we went on to uh, beat Kentucky bad. Everybody that's a Tennessee fan loves to beat Kentucky. So I'm going to go ahead and say we had a good week. We beat Kentucky. Uh, the loss was horrible, but we beat Kentucky. And, you know, it, you recoup your energy and your love and your passion after beating Kentucky. Like, fuck those motherfuckers. I'm like, just gonna get we this all straight. hate Kentucky. I'm just going to get this straight, and then we can move on. You lost to a team that is 10 and 8. And then you beat a team that's 5-12. and 12. Yes, but and it's Kentucky. It's Kentucky. Okay, just, yes. just getting it for the record. We can move on. I will say it's a good week because we beat Kentucky, yes. It's a rivalry <laughs> game. I will say it's a good week. Go balls, baby. On to number 17, Florida State. What did Florida State do this week, Austin? They lost to Georgia Tech. and Yeah, at Georgia Tech, right? Right, right. That was, that was a good game. Georgia Tech has been a tricky team this week. I mean, they're getting surprising wins over teams that they probably shouldn't. Um, but that's that's what happened to Florida State. They beat Miami as well. But uh, that puts them at 6-2 and two in the conference. Uh, got a long way to go if they want to uh, take that conference lead from Virginia. Virginia Virginia's got one loss, right? Virginia's one loss. To Virginia Tech. Um I still think Florida State can win this conference. I really like Florida State. I've said it many times. They just, they hockey, they hockey shift. They've got like 40 different people that can play on a 16-man roster. They, I mean, I, I, they legitimately go like 11 deep every game. It's pretty impressive what Leonard Hamilton does. And it's impressive that Lil Hamilton looks about 45, and I want to say he's almost 70. So, like, props to him. But... Swiftly on, well, you guys I think say? the technical difficulty for Florida State getting to the conference championship is the game cancellations. They have two cancellations within the conference, which for COVID standards is not bad. However, Virginia has had zero. So Virginia is, I think they're technically two games ahead, but they're 9-1 and one to Florida State 6-2. and two. If Florida State wants to win, they're going to have to make up those games. Yeah, you wonder what happens. So, like, you say, say a Florida State, so they lost two games, right? So, say a Florida State goes, like, 14-2 and two in conference, and Virginia goes the same 14-2. and Sorry. Florida State would go. 16-2. 16-2 versus 14-2. And 14-2, and and yeah. yeah. And, um, or it might be 14-2 and 12-2. And and yeah, I think like it's 14-2 and 12-2. and, two and two. Say they do that, do you give it to the guy who played two more games just because they played two more games, or do you split it? 
I'm kind of on the lines of, I think you split it, but I, think- I couldn't, like, if, if they did end up giving it, like, look, they're like, look, Virginia played two more games. We don't want to punish you for missing games, but we're not necessarily punishing you. We are celebrating the fact that they just had two more opportunities and they won those two more. So I wouldn't be against it if they gave it to Virginia, but I think if I had, if I was running it, I would split it and did both. they'd both win the conference. I think uh, coming into this season, we all knew there was going to be legitimacy issues with not only, you know, the wins you have in your conference championships, but also, also the national title. Everything that every team has won this year, whether it be like a simple game, whether it be a conference championship, is going to have an asterisk next to it, right? Because this has just been an incomplete season, and it's I don't like to stack up. I'm going to stop you with credit. I don't like the asterisk talk. Uh, I, it's a real season. It's a challenging season. There's difficulties that we're facing that – haven't we about haven't had to face in any other season? But I don't like the asterisk talk. Well, you can start talking about an asterisk when, like, if Gonzaga or Baylor get in the tournament and one of them have COVID issues in the tournament, and then all of a sudden, like, they're just out because they're, the tournament has said they're not going to like wait on any like team. They you know they haven't said it that they will just eliminate them from the tournament. But you would assume that's kind of what they're leaning towards. So I think that's when you can put the asterisk. I, I'm just not a fan of the asterisk talk yet, though. Well, I'm not saying that the season has been challenging. Of course it's more challenging than normal. It's just saying that things obviously would be different if COVID never existed, if we've never had game cancellations, if we never had all this stuff. You know, if we had mm-hmm. full stadiums, full arenas, excuse me. Uh, it just would have been the results would, fair to say, be a lot different, and that's why I think there's going to be an asterisk next to it. If I'm winning, okay, if not, the Kansas is not winning the Big 12, if I have a team that wins the conference, I'm still thrilled whether there's an asterisk next to it or not. Absolutely. On number 18, we, we hit on them a little bit. Virginia Tech Hokies, uh, they beat Virginia, but that wasn't this week, I don't believe. Um, yeah, well, They I lost think. this week, didn't they? Yeah. Pittsburgh, another bad loss. At Pittsburgh or yeah, at, at home? Pitt's not bad. Pitt's not bad. They they played feisty. They beat Duke, which isn't saying much this year, but they did beat Duke, who's kind of rounded into form more. They've got a couple good wins, and now they've got Virginia Tech, too. I like this Virginia Tech team. I think they're really co- well coached by Mike Young. Um, I just think they're built a lot, and they've got shooters, too, and uh, it. Just what they did to Virginia really impressed me. So it kind of still stands, and I'm not too fussed about the loss to Pitt at all. Yeah, it just seems like a very typical ACC loss, like we were talking earlier Absolutely. about Florida State losing to Georgia Tech. just happens this just season. tough road. Yeah. yeah, tough road games that you're going to lose some of those. 19 is Creighton. Creighton... <sighs> Very inconsistent team. Yeah. Losing this uh, week to Georgetown, the Hoyas. Um, it's, Which is a horrible loss. Yeah. Georgetown is not good. I don't know how much longer you rank this team. I think they lose one more bad loss. I think that should be enough to take them out of the rankings for good and deservingly so. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I expected more from this team. Uh, I thought they were going to be you know, like a top 10 team uh, most of the year but they've struggled, and 
I'm very interested to see how they finish the year. I, I hope they bounce back and start playing really good basketball. Uh, Zagorowski needs to step up, be a, be more of the leader than he has been, in my opinion. So, um, on to number 20. Say hello to the Pac-12. Hey, USC. Big win this week over UCLA, 66-48. to Yeah, they surprising. killed them. They killed them. And they basically took their spot. Like, UCLA was, like, 20, 21, 22, or 23 yeah, last they week. they were 21, now USC's 20. Yeah, they basically took their spot. Now, do you mind pulling up the Pac-12 standings real quick? Yeah, I got them right here. All are right. they on? Are they winning the Pac-12, or is UCLA still up? It's it's tied. 9-2, USC, UCLA. They're both 9-2. That's right. So, which I think, I has you, did UCLA beat USC, or do they have to play again? They have to play again. This next game is going to be at the very end of the season on March 6th at UCLA. Okay, so right now USC has the tiebreak. I assume the tiebreak is a head-to-head. So USC's been impressive. Evan Mobley is, I mean, he's good. I, I don't even know what to say. He's so good. And he's, they're 15-3, and it shows. Um, it just shows. They've, been, they've had talent the last multiple years. They just haven't put it all together. It seems like this might be the year they can put it all together. Going back to um, the conference standings for that, I think it's relevant. It's kind of like what we discussed earlier with the ACC, that UCLA has more cancellations than USC. They've tried to play Oregon four times now. All four times have been postponed due to COVID issues. So there could be a differential in total games played. And (laughs) despite them having the same amount of losses, USC may end up winning the, the title just because they have one more win. Hmm. So USC's nine and two and UCLA's eight and two. No, they're both nine and two right now. They're both nine and two. Yes, that's crazy. Uh, that they've tried to play Oregon four times and it's just like they've it's been just like not in the cards. Yeah, postpone them. Like okay, let's reschedule it to here and then just postpone again. Like that just sucks. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's college basketball scheduling this year. That's right. Twenty one Wisconsin. Wisconsin is just struggling. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything new to say about Wisconsin. They just are a lot more inconsistent than I would have thought from a very veteran team. Trice, Reavers, oh, I mean, all, all the other six white guys they got didn't shoot the ball. They, they should be more consistent, yet they're just not. They're up and down, and when they're on, they're good. But when they're off, they are bad. So this I don't is, know what to think. This is my statement for about – Eight to ten of the teams in the Big Ten. The Big Ten is very challenging and full of talent. You will have teams that can't find any consistency because every game is going to be a challenge because there are so many middle-of-the-pack teams. Not to say that they're middle-of-the-pack bad. They're middle-of-the-pack comparatively good to other conferences. But that's just the way things are going to go. You can say that about eight to ten teams in this conference. Yeah. I'm so done talking about Wisconsin, too. Wisconsin just frustrates me. <laughs> Let's go on to a more fun team, Loyola. Absolutely. Loyola, Chicago. Welcome to the rankings. Sister Jean. I hate Loyola, Chicago. They beat Tennessee on the run. So I just don't like Loyola, Chicago. Their team this year is fantastic. Their coach has been on the record saying that this year's team is better than um, the team that went made on the run. Yeah, the I run. think that's fair to say. They're uh, on a 10-game winning streak right now, uh, and then they're about to hit a wall. Uh, two games at Drake. Which will be interesting. We're going to talk about Drake here in just a couple seconds. 
But I think Loyola Chicago is very good. I think the Missouri Valley is very good this year, too. It's a two-bid league. Uh, Drake and Loyola Chicago, I think, both get in. So it'll be fun to see these teams in the tournament, and it'll be fun to see if um, their coach is right or not, if this team is better than the uh, team that made a run just two years ago, right? Yeah, I think it's very relevant to say. It's impressive that they're two years. I guess it was the last tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. I think they still were looking decent enough to, to make a run in like the, the conference tournament or something like that and make it into the, the slide into the conference. But um, I think it's relevant to, to say that Loyola has three losses. Um, one of them is at Wisconsin. Another one's Richmond. Uh, so two very good Two good teams. teams. Yeah, Richmond's yeah. good, and we just talked about Wisconsin. Yeah. That so, was when they were playing really so well. So this too. is a real team. Be sure about that. Well, Who's very, their third loss to? Uh, it's to at Indiana State, so not a good loss. Not the best, but, but you're going to fall. You're, like, you're, you're not going to win every game. Yeah, so. I am very interested to see how this game versus Drake goes. Yes. Or these games, plural. Yeah, two of them back-to-back, too. Number 23, Cade Cunningham-led Oklahoma State. This team is so fun to watch. I love watching Cade Cunningham. The question really was going to be, can the surrounding support be enough to elevate them? And it, I, it has been. They're twelve and five. What are they in the Big Twelve? Oh, they are five and six in the Big Twelve. All their losses coming in the Big Twelve. Just they're five and six. Five and six. Yep. This says they're twelve and five right here. Uh, that would be when the rankings came out. They oh, lost did they the lose yesterday? They yes, lost the yes, they yesterday. lost yesterday. Makes sense. Um. So they're twelve and six now, and they might fall out. But I, if they Kansas, I just Kansas might take their spot ultimately. But I think Oklahoma State is good. They're a feisty dog too. So anytime you get points with Oklahoma State, I would think about it. I like I like betting on Oklahoma State with points. I think they're a good team. And please, I'll say this every week: do not suspend them from the tournament let me and let all the college basketball fans watch Tate Cunningham in the tournament that's all we want well it's not all I want I want Tennessee to win it all but I just want to watch Tate Cunningham play in the tournament so please don't suspend Oklahoma State yeah please. FBI and COVID two things that are breathing down the NCAA's neck ruining us fans good time but hopefully everything will go right yeah on to Purdue, staying staying at twenty four this week. Um, Purdue's just one of those Big Ten teams, man. They're in Purdue and Rutgers. Who Rutgers is twenty five. They re-entered the rankings after just going bad for a little bit. But Geo Baker's resurgence has really shown uh, shown back, and they've been playing well lately. Um, I, both these teams are just in the middle of the Big Ten, in the middle of the probably the hardest grind of the year for all all teams. Because the Big Ten is an absolute just grind fest. Yep. Take what I said about Wisconsin, put it in Purdue, middle of the pack, Big Ten team, going to win some, going to lose some. With, yeah, and just Purdue's like overplaying their expectations just a slight bit. Wisconsin is underplaying them. So it's a bit different, but with, with what you're saying, it's pretty similar. And Rutgers, I would say, has been underwhelming as well. But – they're a streaky team, and we've seen that. Yeah, streaky is right. Four-game winning streak coming off a five-game losing streak. So not a Which lot is almost of... all of their losses. Yeah, that's, that's five of six of their losses. So um, hard to evaluate this team. We'll see how they finish out the season. 
and talk about a team where COVID might have affected them. Last year at home, I don't think they lost. If they lost, they lost like one game. No home losses? Yeah, or it was one, none or one. So they're a very good team and a very good home team. So we'll just see. A couple teams I want to hit on the, in the receiving votes. Colorado. Uh, was Colorado ranked last week? No, they weren't. Uh, the only ranked Pac-12 team last week was UCLA. UCLA. And so I think that's What is Colorado in the Pac-12 rankings? Uh, Pac-12 ranking, I think they're a three-loss team right now, sitting at X and three. I think that number is nine and three. Let me take a look. Okay. I personally, Colorado is very good. They've got one of the best point guards in, in college basketball, I think, in McKinley Wright. And um, I'm blanking on the freshman's name, but there's a freshman that's playing very well there, too. They're just good. I, they're well coached by Tad Boyle as well. I think they're... You're talking about Batley? Colorado? The freshman? Yeah. Yeah. What are they? What's their record? In they're 9-4, putting them uh, a game Third. behind UCLA and USC. I don't think we're going to see more than one Pac-12 team ranked at a time for the rest of the season. Probably not. I mean, UCLA... Well, actually, I would say probably because Colorado's got the most votes and UCLA's got the fourth most votes on others receiving votes. So maybe. It's a low number, though. It's 41 and 35, respectively. Yeah, the, the, these three Pac-12 teams, USC, UCLA, and Colorado, they go up and down. I think Colorado's about to go down. They're looking at four straight road games coming up, so I anticipate them at least dropping one. At least. At least, two. yeah. Two and two or three and one, yeah, probably. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to see Colorado in the rankings anytime soon. I think that's fair to say. Uh, last thing I want to hit on with the rankings is Drake lost. We hardly knew It's him. sad, man. It is sad. Yep. Sad to see Drake lost. Of get in the rankings, and then they lose the Valpo. Yeah. And it wasn't close. They no, lost by, like, not. 17 or something Very like that. Very disappointing. Of course, as soon as I talk about Drake potentially being a two-seed, if they go undefeated, they go ahead That was a bit of a wild statement anyway. If I, no, it was with the condition. It was with the condition that they went undefeated. <laughs> they lost that condition. I don't have to be ashamed. Fair. Only a little bit. Only a little bit. And I also want to hit on... Duke, Kansas, North Carolina, and Michigan State, all of them are not in the top 25. And Kentucky. I think Kentucky. And Kentucky. Fuck Kentucky. All of them. They're all not in the top 25. For people that are our age, we're, we're 22, 23, this has never happened. Yeah, never happened. Uh, first time seeing this. I think that's going. To, I don't think it's going to be the same case next week. I think at least Kansas or North Carolina will find them way back. To you got to think one of them is going to get back in somehow. Yeah. yeah. Somehow they're just not what they're. Not, who knows? I'm not blaming COVID for this. I don't think COVID has. For Kentucky, COVID might have something to do, but the other teams, I don't think it's really COVID related. I think the real I think crazy the talent's thing not here as good. Is that. Uh, Duke, Michigan State, and Kentucky. I think it's safe to write them all off the tournament. None of those, none of those teams will go. I think that's the real crazy part. I agree with Kentucky and Michigan State. You think Duke will make it? I think Duke still has a chance. Yes. They just. I think that they're they're looking at the problem of they haven't played enough games. I'm gonna take a look. I think they've played 11 games and they're like 500, which isn't right. Um, so 12 games maybe. Let's take a look here. Um, so we have Duke at yeah five and five seven and seven overall. 
I'll tell you. How can you put that team in the tournament? I just think they have a chance. I think they can make a run. They've got a lot of talent, and they've been playing better over the last couple weeks than they were before. Yeah, I, I, we did watch that um, Duke-North Carolina game. Like all Duke-North Carolina games, it was a close game, well played by both teams. So I do understand your point there, and I respect it. Yeah, and shout-out to Armando Baytai and uh, Deshaun. I'm, not, I'm blanking on his last name, but Deshaun something for North Carolina, who apparently got spotted or some Miami players or something. Something happened where those two were out at a party after beating Duke. So much to so that Miami saw something and they did not feel comfortable playing the game this week. So <laughs> yeah, that the Miami-North Carolina game was postponed. <laughs> so shout out to those two. I hope you guys had a big time party because you tossed your team a game. So <laughs> I hope you guys had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, easy game too. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. <laughs> uh, that's just funny. All right, so on to just a little bit of bracketology stuff. I just want to hit. A little bit of bracketology segment. A couple teams that I thought were interesting. One, Loyal Chicago is an eight seed. I definitely think they should be a six or seven. Uh, they're now in the rankings, which if you just do the four, four times six is 24. Yeah, so you do the math that they, they should be a six seed. Yeah, so I think they should be a six or seven. I'd be fine with a seven. And I think they can get as high as a five. If they beat Drake twice, I think they can get to a five. Yeah, I think that's very fair to say. So I think that's a team that we should watch. I also, looking at this one, we're looking at Joe Lenardi's, by the way. Uh, One of my favorite matchups I see, there's two right here. Iowa against UAB, that would be a fantastic matchup. UAB with Andy Kennedy as a coach. Playing really good basketball right now. That'd be a lot of fun to watch. And Virginia Tech Drake. Sorry for bringing this one up, Sam, but one that I really like that I would be excited to watch is Florida, North Carolina. I think that would be a phenomenal game. Fuck those guys. It would be a good game, though. And North Carolina, I'd hope, would fucking beat them down. And that's a 7 10 game, by the way. That's crazy that North Carolina is a 10 seed. Right. Um, But uh, I think. Is that the lowest at-large bid we would ever see? 11. 11? Yeah, that's silly. Well, I think you could probably be an at-large at 12, too. I don't know how. No, you would be because 12, there's play-in games at 12, and play-in games are 12. Okay. You won't see an at-large at 13. Do you mind efforting that, though? Has there ever been a 13-seeded at-large? Sure. And while you do that, let me check this out. Colorado, Indiana, seven ten game, seven ten game. That'd be a good game. Um, Florida State, Belmont. Belmont is a team that can light it up. Sometimes they like to play slow every once in a while. They really Belmont's an interesting team. They can play it slow, limit the possessions, and play really efficient offense. They also run up and down and just hit threes in transition. So I, I think Belmont is a really fun team to watch in the tournament, and I think that they could beat uh, Florida State, especially in, as a 12 seed. We all know, all college basketball fans know that 12 seeds are pretty wild in the ways that they, they go out and beat fives. So I think that would be a really good game. Uh, so the answer I'm seeing is Marquette at 13. Marquette was at 13? Yeah, and that was, that was a long time ago. Really? Yeah. So it has happened before. Interesting. 
But I don't think it happens very often at all. Well, clearly not if it was Marquette, and it was probably, what, early 2000s? Something like that. 2011. 2011. Okay, so, I mean, 10 years ago, but it doesn't happen often. But, yeah, just a little break talk. Any of these games, uh, any other games stand out to you? I kind of, the, the ones that I, well, actually, I, what I didn't think about is interesting second-round matchups. An interesting second-round matchup, West Virginia and Tennessee. That is. That's not really who would I want to. I would want to play. Fascinating. Two teams that are very defensive oriented. Um, it'd be a fight to the death for sure. Yeah, that's not. I wouldn't want to play with West Virginia. That's for sure. Uh, another one. Um, Gonzaga, Oklahoma State. Obviously, Gonzaga's Ooh. their team. But if Oklahoma State were to make Jaylen it, Jalen Suggs versus Cade Cunningham, yeah, battle of possible number one overall picks. That is a good one. Yes, that is a good one. That is a good one. Let's see. Right now, they got Oregon VCU in the playing game. That's a decent game. I'm not sure Oregon's going to hang on though. No, I don't think so either. Um, I would also like to see a potential Missouri-Illinois rematch. Both of them would be highly seeded, so we're probably looking at a third round, maybe longer. But I think you said Missouri-Illinois. Yeah, they're both. They would both be highly seeded. They're both fantastic. Yeah, they'd, teams. Would they be in the Sweet Sixteen that matchup? Um, yeah. I'm not entirely sure, but uh, it was a game that happened earlier that season. Missouri got the best of it. I'm not sure that they would get the best of it in a rematch. Again, yeah. I don't either. Uh, I actually think court. that that would be a fun uh, a fun little rematch or, to have. Me, neutral racetrack? <laughs> I do not think that... Uh, I just don't think Missouri's going far. Uh, I, don't, I don't see it. I know Tonzo Martin pretty well. I don't see them going for it. They've got a lot of veterans, but I just don't see it. Oh, uh, the last one I want to hit on. Stanford has to play UConn. Right now, Stanford and UConn are playing in a play-in game. If Stanford wins that game, it is Rutgers versus Stanford. I don't think Stanford wins that game. I think I could really? go with UConn. Yeah, I would write UConn in my bracket. Interesting. I, I think I would consider writing Stanford, and I would consider Stanford beating Rutgers. Stanford is playing really well without... Without Zaire Williams, who's going to be a lottery pick, Stanford got a freshman lottery pick. And there's another guy, a senior point guard, who both the, both him and Williams aren't playing. And I'm, I'm not sure why, and I'm not even sure they're going to come back. But if they do and add to how they've been playing, that team could be really dangerous. But, yeah, we're just going to have, like, a little segment of Bracketology every week now that we just kind of look and see what games would be interesting because, you know, it's getting that time of the year where we need to start paying attention to bracketology. Wouldn't you agree, Austin? Oh, yeah, I think we're maybe a little late to the party, but I think we absolutely every week need to discuss it because this, it's just fascinating stuff. Yeah, this year we're a little late because you just don't know. Like, with this year, all the COVID stuff, it's hard. We wanted a confirmation that we knew it was going to happen. We got that a couple weeks ago, so now it feels better. So um, I'm still waiting to hear whether we will get a 68-team playoff or not i think i would be immensely disappointed if it weren't it just wouldn't be at all the same no oh do you still have that bracketology pulled up i just shut it down ohio state what seed are they ohio state they got them at a one seed yes ohio state is a one seed in my mind i think they should be i had that written down my paper that i wanted to talk about i think they're playing so well i think chris holtman's got those motherfuckers hooping 
EJ Liddell, uh, what's his name, Washington. And, I mean, they've just got hoopers all around. Number 25 really seems like a really good glue guy. I'm just blanking on names right now. I'll try to do better for next week. But I think Ohio State is a one seed, and I think they're the best big team in the Big Ten. And maybe I'm saying that because I haven't seen Michigan in a while. So it might be a little recency biased, but I right now I have to say Ohio State's better than Michigan. Yeah, I don't see both these teams being in a one seed despite Big Ten being the best conference. I think they obviously still have to play each other, so I think one of them will knock the other one down. Additionally, I see at least one of those teams getting another stupid loss. Um, we'll see how that goes. But both those teams definitely playing at their best right now. Yeah, so on to the uh, pick six game. This is a segment where we pick Six games, pretty simple, and me and Austin pick who we think is going to win by the spread. Coming off last week, Austin is 3-3, three and three. not bad for first bad. week. Is that including the Baylor-Texas game? Yes, so you, so you lost the um, Georgia Tech bet. Are, no, are you counting the Baylor-Texas as a win or a loss? You had Baylor. On my sheet, you had okay. Baylor. But it is fair to say on the podcast, I said Texas. I said I was taking Texas. I had a change of heart, and I ended up putting money on Baylor. Okay. So, so I right now, that as a two and four. Live, live on the pod, yeah. Yes. So since on the pod you picked Texas, you think it should be Texas. Yeah. So I was, I was looking okay. at the game beforehand. I was like, you know what? What I'm really evaluating here is I know Baylor is phenomenal. And I think Texas, and I thought Texas could be better than what they were. And so when you're, when you're betting against your perceptions of reality versus actual reality, I think you had to take reality there. So I took Baylor, and it worked out for me. Let's say this much. Your two wins, so we, in half the games, we both picked the same side. So we both picked Illinois State in straight, which lost. That was my only loss. Because it was 19 and a half points, and we, it was right after Drake just won in overtime, and we were you know, not necessarily feeling I took Illinois State plus 19 and a half. Yes, you did. We both oh. thought it was too many points. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, I thought. And then yeah. the other two that we both went on was Oklahoma plus seven and a half and uh, Bama, and both those came in. So Yeah, Oklahoma seven and a half was fantastic. Austin is two and four, not even three and three, so not the best start for you. And it definitely doesn't help when I go five and one. I am five and one. Feels good to be five and one. Yeah, we'll see about that. Give me this week. This week, let's start with today's games. Tuesday. West Virginia at Texas Tech. Texas Tech is favored by five and a half. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Texas Tech five and a half plus five and a half, right? Minus. Minus five. Texas and Tech half. is favored by okay. five and a half. Yeah, I'm still taking Texas Tech minus five and a half. It seems like a game that Texas Tech is just going to win to me. West Virginia, a little too hot than what I think they actually are going to be. I'm taking Texas Tech here. Oh, I love it. I love it. I'm on the other side. All right. West Virginia plus five and a half. I think that Texas Tech, this is another bit of a ridiculous spread to me. This game should be two, three maybe for home court. I do not think it should be five and a half. I think that Texas Tech wins this game, but I do not think they win by six. Yeah, give so me the I'm Red Raiders West all day. Virginia. This just seems a little one-sided to me. I would not be surprised if the margin at the end would be double digits. Really? Yes. 
Gimme fighting the fighting Bob Huggins and I will live on to see another day. Another game. Penn State playing well of late at Michigan State tonight. Michigan State is favored by three and a half. I'll start. I love Penn State in this game. I think Penn State wins outright. So I'm getting that plus three and a half. Please and thank you. Yeah, I will also back Penn State here. I think you just write Penn State. Um Lacking some consistency like all Big Ten teams do, but this just seems like an easy win for Penn State. All right. Both of us on Penn State this game. Well, we In our both picks, we went 2-1 last week. Well, actually, since you didn't pick uh, Baylor, we went 1-1 one one because it was Bama and Illinois State. You took Oklahoma, didn't you? Yes. So 2-1. Two 2-1, and one. Two and one, yes. So I was right, and I doubted myself. Never do that. Never doubt yourself. <laughs> Never doubt yourself. You're right. All right, moving on to Wednesday's games. We've got a batch of three of them. So Wednesday's lines are, aren't always out when we do the pod. So what I did is I went on Ken Palm, which is Ken Pomeroy, Pomeroy, sorry. And he does rankings, and he's very well known. And he does projections, and I use those projections to use to bake into lines so that we'd have lines to pick. Um, our first game that we're going to start with on Wednesday is Wichita State at Central Florida. Man, you're going to do this to me. You're going to make me pick against my Shockers. What's the line? I've got Central Florida at plus two and a half. And it's at Central Florida? It is at Central Florida. Gosh, you know, I mean, that, that game they played earlier, Wichita State, Central Florida, was way too close to my liking. It went to overtime, and WSU ended up winning by five in overtime, and I believe the spread was five and a half, so I don't think they covered. Right. So, Wichita State right now, they're, they're trying very hard to get an NCAA uh, committee to notice them. I'm surprised that they have, aren't at least like the last four out right now, just completely ignored. And to do that, they're going to need to get – wins like this over programs that aren't even that good. So you know what? I'm going to give some confidence to that struggling program and say, give me Wichita State minus two and a half. You're on WSU? I am. So am I. I think UCF impressed me in that game, and then they went and got demolished by Memphis, and then they played Memphis a little bit better and lost, and then they won. I'm blanking on who they beat, but it might have been like East Carolina. It wasn't a great team, but they did end up winning. I just think I'm a little too high on UCF. I'm going to take WSU minus two and a half. I'm one shocked that they're not in the tournament. I thought they would be. You said they're not even in the last four in. Not right? even the last four in. You know, so. you look at their their record. It's only twelve and four. They haven't played anyone fantastic, and when they have, like Houston, uh, it what it ended up being like an eleven point game. So if Wichita State wants to get noticed, they're going to have to do better. Yeah, I think it was single digits, but it was never really in question. Houston kind of had control the whole game. Right. They're going to need to pick off a good win, and who knows, in the American this year, there's not many that have. So. No, no, not It'll at be all. interesting to see. Um, our second of three games on Wednesday. Virginia at Georgia Tech. Oh, geez. What's the line for that? I've got this line at plus three and a half. Georgia Tech plus three and a half. So Virginia is favored by three and a hook. I'll start this one off. And I'm going to go with Georgia Tech. I think Georgia Tech is playing well. I, got, I think Josh Pastner has them playing some fiery basketball. 
And I know Virginia's really good on defense. But I think Robbie Alvarado is going to be able to slice up and get to the basket. So I'm going to take Georgia Tech, and I think they went out right. The problem for me with this game is that any game versus, with Virginia just might as well be money line, right? Because they, it's a grinding matchup. They play defense. They don't have a very explosive offense this year. So the fact that Georgia is plus three makes me question my decision a lot to take Virginia. I am taking Virginia, but I'm questioning it because I think there is a very strong possibility that this game comes to the very end of the wire. I think it might be a one or two point game and I might end up having to eat my words here and uh, Georgia Tech very well may win this game or just cover without winning. I It's going to be a tight game too, I think. Um, it's going to be a good one. That's why I wanted to put it on this list. Last game of Wednesday, another fantastic game. Rutgers at Iowa. I've got Iowa down here as a five and a half favorite. Yeah, I'm going to take Iowa with this one. I think really? it's time for Rutgers' win streak to end. I don't think they're as good as maybe some other people have been saying. Rutgers has been playing too well for what they should be, and Iowa, State, Iowa has not been playing well enough for what they should be. I think that's going to even out after this game. Okay. I'm on the other side. I like Rutgers. I, I worry about Iowa's defense uh, because they quite literally don't play any. So, and I worry about Jordan Bohannon. Jordan Bohannon has to hit threes. You have to. And if you don't, if he doesn't hit threes, Iowa's not very good. If he hits threes, Iowa is a top five team. I really think they're that good when he's hitting shots. But So what is that for us? Is that is that two games we disagree or we agree it's on? It's two games so far that we agree on. We agree on Penn State and WSU. And that's all six, correct? No. We, have we got one more. Mas, our Thursday game. It is a pick em, which means it's zero points. So you're just picking who wins. Purdue at Minnesota. Let me start off and quickly say I'm taking home Minnesota here. Uh, I don't necessarily think Purdue's the best matchup for Minnesota, but I'm going to back Marcus Carr and Liam Robbins and crew and my boy Little Patino in the pick em. Go Gophers. Yeah, if you're picking against Minnesota at home, you better be compensated for a lot of points. Zero won't do it for me. Minnesota, easy. So, quick review. I have West Virginia plus five and a half. Penn State plus three and a half. WSU minus two and a half. Georgia Tech plus three and a half. Rutgers plus five and a half. And Minnesota Pickham. Austin has Texas Tech minus five and a half. Penn State plus three and a half. WSU minus two and a half. Virginia minus three and a half. Iowa minus five and a half. And Minnesota in the Pickham. So, we'll see how it plays out this week. Um, couple games where you can get back on me, but obviously I hope that I keep it up and keep going. Uh, This has been the Barbecue and Curry College Basketball Podcast. Uh, We will see you later this week. Peace. See you later.